Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchers.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 9th, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. I just had a long rant on the Twitch about running a business and what the future holds for PL. And if you're not on Twitch, you're missing stuff like this out. So uh, we have all these fun things that we're working on for 2025 that I can't share super publicly yet. But you should just got to hang out on Twitch and ask about this stuff. That's what you got to do. They're all very excited. Uh, and I appreciate all of your support with PL Plus, PL Pro. Um, it, it really goes a long way for us. And it goes towards all of these amazing, amazing projects that we're working on. Uh, it's benefiting you in the long run. And thank you all so much for your support. Okay, that's enough of that. Dylan Cease, what is going on? Five innings, seven innings, seven earned runs, ugh, nine hits, one walk, six Ks against the Royals. I mean, the Royals are doing better as an offense, but now Dylan Cease is hovering a five-year array with a 1-5 whip, and what is going on? Well, okay, the slider overall for the year has been much worse at getting strikes and its swing strike rates. Much better here, actually, 10 over 38 whiffs and a 30, 68% strike rate. So actually, this isn't the problem like it was in previous starts. The curveball and the fastball. It's the old case of when Dylan Cease was a cherry bomb. Yeah, curveball and fastball, just not doing good things. And if you remember last year, Dylan Cease had that 24% strike strikeout rate in the second half of the season. It's kind of carrying over into this one a bit. So he's a cherry bomb at the moment, a premium one, with the hope that he can harness the fastball and curveball. It's kind of been like that forever. Uh, even during the amazing stretches, that was him actually doing it and then losing it. We we're just going to cross our fingers and hope for the best. Obviously, he's going to be better moving forward than he has been. Mitch Keller, though, could be the worst or the reverse as nine innings complete game shutout against Rocky Road. Eight strikeouts for its one walk. Look, I... I think that Mitch Keller, I, I raised him a ton on the list. I've been saying it for a while of, I don't quite buy it, but I need to recognize it. And I am right now. He's he's throwing a ton of strikes, and his four-seamer and his cutter and his sinker are just getting it done. And I, I have, sometimes I just got to like throw up my hands and be like, all right, you're doing great at, at hard contact suppression. He's not doing it tr- by traditional means. It's... Oftentimes, there are there really are two ways of having success, in my view, in the majors. Um, one, you are spotting everything around the edges. And that is with your fastball, with your changeup, with, uh, with your slider, whatever it is. But you're really doing good pitch separation, going around the edges, and, and really working like that. Like doing the full-on sequencing route. And then it's the other side. Of you just get so many swinging strikes with you know, your your stuff McNasty, as I call them, who has amazing breaking balls, the most overpowering fastball out there, that kind of stuff, right? Um, and they have good enough command 
that they're not walking everybody, right? That's think of it like peak Blake Snell kind of thing. I uh, that that's the other side of it. And then of course you have like the absolute studs at the top that are stuff McNasties that also are going around the edges and it's just dumb. So when I look at Mitch Keller, I don't see either one of those. I see a guy who's throwing a ton of strikes but doesn't have the nasty, filthy stuff and he's not like spotting the edges. So maybe I'm underrating the stuff here. I mean, Stuff Plus does like it. PLV doesn't. Um, and I mean, PLV is also looking at location. So it it's it's weirding me out a little bit. That's why I, I hope you understand that. And if you disagree, I'm kind of curious as to why you do. I ho- I think I would imagine everybody would be on the same page with me on this, right? <laughs> I don't say things to be contrarian. I don't say things to be like biased and on purpose or whatever. I love that he's doing well. Mitch Keller finding some groove here, and it could just be something that like his four seamer cutter and sinker are going in different directions, and batters just don't know which one it is. And that is why he's able to just throw it in the middle and be like, you're messed up. And that would really be a stuff McNasty, I guess. And maybe that's just what it is. But it's weird to me. And this usually doesn't stick when guys are just throwing things around the zone without really the greatest of precision and having success. It's just not traditionally sustainable. And that's all I'll say on this. You're going to hold them, and you're going to keep going with it, and we hope. Jake Irvin had a great start against the Giants. Uh, got the win, 6-1 in, 6.1 innings, earned run, zero runs, four hits, three walks, five Ks. From a guy who I think I had at the bottom of my ranks, amazing. Um, I don't really know if I can buy into any of this. I mean, he had three walks and doesn't miss any bats, and like it just worked out. He gets the Mets next. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not chasing this, whatever. Um, you have Tony Gonsolin against the Brewers, six innings, zero runs, three hits, zero walks, and six Ks. Yeah, his velocity's back up, and that's really nice. 1.5 tick on everything. Slider had a 56% CSW. That is not sustainable, but really nice to see that he has a good slider. And the splitter went 58% strikes. If you remember last year, Tony Gonsolin had about 70% strikes in the splitter, and that was everything. So it's nice that the breaker is back and maybe it's a legit pitch for the long haul. That would be really cool. And the velocity is back. But without the splitter being good, I feel like it's a little dangerous, especially with the Padres next. Shane McClanahan, Ace is going to ace against the the Orioles. Zach Gallen, Ace is going to ace against Miami. And then there's John Gray. Oh boy, we have to talk about John Gray. I'm going to talk about him and everybody else after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain, and they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow, and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. 
to sign up for your trial today. John Gray went against the Mariners, got the win, seven innings, one earned run, four hits, zero walks, eight strikeouts, earned a golden goal, 20 whiffs, 36% CSW across 89 pitches. He could have gone further into this game, 89 pitches through seven. So what happened here? Oh boy. Okay. So (laughs) everything changed. John Gray, mediocre fastball, 94-95 before this game. 50% usage, right? Slider, 83-84, not really being the, the, the swing strike rate darling, okay? This game, 95-96 on the fastball at 31% usage, while he chucked 40% sliders at 87-88. We're talking four ticks harder. And it returned 10 whiffs and a 50% CSW. If you throw a pitch 40% of the time and return 50% CSW, oh boy, you're in, you're killing it. Okay. And then having a fastball that is good enough at 95, 96 and not being thrown a ton. And then there's also a changeup that was all right here. This is legit. And he did it against the Mariners. So the Mariners have been kind of anemic and like, are they actually a good offense? Are they not? But then now he gets Oakland and the Rocky Roadnecks. And oh boy, I just feel so much regret for every statement I've said over the past month. I mean, fine. How am I supposed to know that John Gray is just going to turn on like a light switch here, completely change his slider, throw harder, change his pitch mix? Like, you don't know these things. But here he did it. And Shazam! John Gray is going to be great now for like the next month. <laughs> like, I am buying in on this start just because it's. Like, so many things going right. So, for it to fail, it has to be so many going wrong again. I mean, maybe it's just the peak of it. But, like, it does feel like that four-week stretch is about to hit us with John Gray, especially with the nice matchups. I have to speed through these. Freddie Peralta against the Dodgers, doing good things. He's on the road to his ace. He's going to ace. He has two starts. Royals and, and Rays. As long as he's great in those, he gets it. Miles Michaelis against the Cubs. Whatever, he's a Toby. It was against the Cubs. Kyle Freeland, do whatever you want. Honestly, I'd, I'm not buying a Colorado Rockies pitcher. Especially one like Freeland, who's got an 18% CSW, but fine. 200 runs and in seven innings. Whatever, buddy. Logan Gilbert against the Rangers. 10 strikeouts, 6.2 innings. You love to see it. Four seamer did all the heavy lifting as the curve and slider were in the zone, but they weren't like well spotted. They were just there and it's fine. And I guess that's okay. As long as his four-seamer is killing it, then fine. The Rangers are one of the best offenses in the majors against right-handers, and Gilbert didn't care. So maybe I'm undervaluing him. I don't think this was a plateau start. I really hope it is, but I still just don't see enough from the secondaries. I'm sorry. Uh, Marcus Stroman against the Cardinals is just doing what he's doing, and it's really nice. He's going to get worse. He's going to regress. He's not going to have a 228 ERA this year, but you love to see it and just keep starting him. Kyle Gibson had one of those decent nights. That you totally expected against the Braves, right? Everything was up a tick. Two for the changeup and sweeper and cutter, by the way. But while well, the fastballs were up at full tick, nice to see it. It gets the Pirates now. Yeah, if you really want to host that in Camden, by all means, you can't depend on Gibson. We see him go up and down all the time. Joey Wentz against the Guardians survived, and the heater did jump up again. But there's nothing really exceptional here. Um, Nestor Cortez, very disappointing, honestly, against the Athletics, allowing eight base runners in five innings, but two in runs, four Ks. But this is supposed to be those eight, ten strikeout games, right? And he even said that his fastball just didn't feel right today. Now he gets the Raisin Jays, and I'm just like, oh, gosh, it's tough. It's tough being a Nestor Cortez manager right now. Zach Greinke against the White Sox, whatever. 
Patrick Sandoval against Houston survived, but he's not carrying that elite slider and changeup right now. It just makes me a little weirded out. I I, I don't really want to go after his 6 point winnings, 4 and runs, 7 hits, 0 walks, 2 Ks here for Patrick Sandoval. The Irish Panda is not really for me. He gets the Orioles next. I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, I'm seeing a question in chat. Should I drop Grace Rodriguez for John Gray? 100% you should be making that transaction. Braxton Garrett against the Diamondbacks. 5.1 innings, 4 and runs, 7 hits, 1 walk, 6 Ks. Honestly, not bad on the slider. 8 over 24 whiffs. He did make a lot more mistake pitches on it. But still, 37% CSW. Gets the Reds and San Francisco next. And that should be better as it's Reds in Miami. Um, Hunter Brown against... The Angels, 4.1 innings, 4 and runs, 9 hits, 1 walk, 3 Ks. Very disappointing. 0 out of 48 whiffs on curveballs and sliders. What? 0 out of 48? That is ridiculous. That is not going to happen. He gets the White Sox, Oakland, and Oakland next. You just, you just got to, like, roll with it. <laughs> That's, that can't be it. That can't be it. Tanner Bybee, same thing. He got singled out a bit. He didn't have his command of his secondaries. His fastball is not the pitch it needs to be. It was just all the bad things. Tanner Bybee. Fortunately, it was only four earned runs. Like, it's not that eight, nine earned run game. It was a four earned run game in 3.2 innings, okay? Yes, the whip is bad. Not fun. But, like, you're going to get through this one. It's okay. It's not the most devastating thing we've seen. So... Bybee is better than this. Do not all of a sudden change your tune on him. Secondaries are great. The fastball should get better in time. Anthony Escafani, very disappointed. He just threw everything down the middle. Don't do that. You got singled out, but honestly, you're going to get singled out if you throw everything down the middle. He should be better moving forward. And J.P. Sears had a careful Icarus. He was 5.1 innings of two and runs and three hits, zero walks, four Ks. And then all of a sudden, a lot of home run a single, and then a home run, and it was out of the game. So ultimately, 5.1 innings, 5 earned runs, 6 sets, 0 walks, 4 Ks. Super frustrating. It's careful Icarus all the way through. Ugh, I really like his fastball and slider right now, but it's the Rangers and Astros, and I, I, I'll get him after that. Let's just wait until June, okay? All right, looking forward to today's games. We have Shohei Otani, Max Scherzer, Shane Bieber, Logan Webb, Framber Valdez, Aaron Nola, Jesus Lazardo, Lucas Giolito, all auto starts. You also have George Kirby at the end against Texas. Gilbert just did it. You're going to start him. Charlie Morton and Zach Eflin are both probable start. Morton, to me, is that weird two-pitch thing right now, and it's kind of messing me up. But I think you still do it. Zach Eflin against the Orioles. I think you're okay with that. And especially after the seven innings 10K game. And then you have Brandon Fought against the Miami Marlins. Yes, I am doing it. He is a streaming pick of the day against the Marlins. Do not think the MLB debut was who he is. I'm starting fought here. Questionable start tier. You have Manoa. You have Heaney, Schmidt, Varland, Flaherty, Waka, Syndergaard, Tyone. I think these are all pretty obvious. Varland against the Padres is a very interesting one. I hope that his performance is better than what we saw last time. I hope the velocity is not 94.5, but closer to 96. With Flaherty, he's just oscillating. And I don't know how many innings Tyone will go. He only threw about 44 pitches or so. 45? Maybe it was 42. It was in the low 40s last time and I don't know if they're going to jump him to like the 60s or so or they're going to do the 10 uh, 10 pitch thing then the do not start tier Jordan Lyles Nick Pavetta Michael Lorenzen Grace Rodriguez Eric Lauer you don't want to do these these are terrible matchups or I mean Grace Rodriguez gets to raise no way or just can't trust Lyles you can't trust Pavetta etc Luis Ortiz is also here 
he's going on three days rest. Okay, so I don't really trust him going very long in this one, which is why he's in the Do Not Start tier, unlike this podcast. And Connor Siebold, Patrick Corbin, Luke Weaver, Drew Wysinski, absolutely not. In uh, For tomorrow's, I should say, tomorrow's uh, starters, it's interesting. You have a lot of aces, but only Clayton Kershaw gets that good matchup, so he's number one. Gosman gets the Phils. Castillo gets the Rangers. Wheeler gets the Jays. Like, those are all, like, aces, but... Uh, Justin Verlander against Cincinnati in Cincinnati after not doing that well against the Tigers. Is he ready to go? Christian Javier hasn't been too consistent against the Angels, who have been as good offense. Justin Steele against the Cardinals should be good. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez against the Guardians. He's been on such a tear. Pablo Lopez against the Padres should be good as well because it's Pablo Lopez. In their probable start tier, you have Hunter Green, who's been a cherry bomb against the Mets in Cincinnati. That's a little questionable, but it could be amazing. Merrill Kelly against Miami, which is a pretty safe one. I like Lance Lynn against the Royals. The Royals have been heating up, and Lance Lynn hasn't been great for you ERA-wise, but he's gotten a ton of strikeouts, a few walks. I feel like this has got to go his way soon. Jordan Montgomery against the Cubs, uh, Josiah Gray against the Giants, and Sean Manai is a strong stream pick of the day against the Nationals tomorrow. Uh, good velocity and a good three-pitch mix uh, right now. I feel like he's in a position to do well. Questionable start here. I don't trust the command of Edward Cabrera uh, against the Diamondbacks. You have Seth Lugo. I don't know what we're going to get against the Twins. He's the Toby. Payne Banfield, Rich Hill, and Johnny Brito are all streaming options. And I don't really like any of them. Battenfield doesn't really do enough for me to feel confident in it. Rich Hill, you don't know what you're going to get despite being Rocky Road. And Johnny Brito, the cap is like five innings, two strikeouts, two runs or something. Like, even though against the Athletics, it's still not that great. Maybe you're chasing for a win. Wade Miley's in the middle of that. I think he's a Toby and the Dodgers. Maybe they're not good against lefties, but like, this is still risky. You're not really chasing a very high ceiling. Dane Dunning, I don't like chasing right now. Same with Griffin Kenning against the Astros. Do not start tiers. Johnny Chirinos, Kyle Muller, Antonio Sensatella, Brian Bayo, um, Dean Kramer, Brad Keller, and then maybe Jared Schuster replacing Max Fried as Max Fried's on the IL. But I don't really know. Uh, I, I don't want to do this with Jared Schuster. He hasn't done well in the minors. He's just been in this weird funk. And I want to sit this one out. All right, that is it for today. Thanks, everybody, for all the support and sticking with me through the end. Y'all are the best. Make sure to wish Alex Fast a birthday. He had his birthday over the weekend. By the way, you can get 20% off PL Pro and PL Plus today with promo code FASTBIRTHDAY, all in capital letters, because I want to wish him a happy birthday. So go sign up for PL Pro or PL Plus yearly. Get access to our Discord and save money today. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. May your babas be low and your strike outside.